You're listening to Spirited Spirits, a spooky-centric podcast where we enjoy a spirit while we talk about spirits. I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. Thanks for joining us. And we're back after a two-week-long hiatus. We went on vacation with our family, and we got to visit the Pirate House restaurant in Savannah, Georgia, which we covered on episode 11. Right. So we wanted to give you all an update after visiting the Pirate House in person. The historic restaurant, that the one that it opened up in 1753, really leans into its pirate past. Each room is decorated with a bunch of ship-themed embellishments. Mm-hmm. We got to eat in the captain's room, which you all may recall from last episode, includes a door to the old rum cellar and a tunnel that leads down to the river. Mm-hmm. That's where they would knock drunk men down in the cellar and then carry them through the tunnel to bring them aboard their ship. And that's how they would build their crew. Yes, and we got to see the stairs leading down to the rum cellar and the tunnel. They, they have it blocked off, like there's a gate there, but it was really cool and kind of eerie to see it in person. I'll post a photo on our Instagram so that you can check it out if you'd like. We also learned that Georgia's oldest house, called the Herb House or Herb House, has been incorporated into the restaurant. Built in 1734, it had been the house of the gardener for Trustee's Garden in Savannah. You can walk into the house, which is really just another dining area um, within the restaurant, and see the original brick walls, pine floors, the fireplace, all within the house. And there's also stairs that kind of lead to nowhere. Like, it looks like it's blocked off, I guess, to prevent people from going up there. Yeah, and it's really small. It's interesting. It's like a little house inside of a restaurant. So it's very um, interesting to see. Mm Mm-hmm. So we also learned about a couple additional ghost stories while visiting. These are actually published on the back of their paper placemats. So they're definitely promoting that this place is haunted. Right. So here's what it says. One night while dining in the Herb House, a non-believer mentioned to his server who was serving him one of our famous desserts that he did not believe the pirate house was haunted. As the server placed the dessert down in front of him, the pie left the plate on its own, traveled across the herb house, and splattered against the wall. Even so, the ghost was named Friendly Ghost, also a couple by the name of Richardson, who had just eaten at the pirate's house, decided to take a picture just outside of the herb house. When the picture was developed, two cloudy images in the form of people showed up in the picture. Mm. Another non-believer dining in the captain's room, where we were at, said that there was no way he would ever believe in ghosts. On the wall, there just happened to be a framed page from an early edition of Treasure Island. Right after the guest declared that he did not believe in ghosts, the rare picture from Treasure Island fell on his head. Yes, and as you may recall from episode 11, Captain Flint was one of the most bloodthirsty pirates to ever sail the seven seas. And he's mentioned in Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island and is said to have died in an upstairs room in the old pirate's house. His ghost has been spotted by several employees. Perhaps he's the one who caused the framed page to fall into the man's head. I don't think he liked him very much. Yeah, I guess not. Well, we did see, so when we sat in the captain's room, we did see the framed page on the wall right by the doorway, which was very cool. Um, And also we saw the doorway to the tunnel. 
And our kiddo, um, because we had told him it was haunted, he kept saying, I hear someone walking upstairs. I hear someone walking upstairs. He was very... He was convinced. Convinced. That it was the ghost. That he heard a ghost. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to update you on our visit to the pirate house and seeing all the cool pirate stuff got excited for tonight's topic. Yes. We originally had a different topic in mind. But we thought it might be fun to cover sightings of pirate ghosts and ghost ships. Yes. And tonight, we're drinking a rum drink Mm. in our new Pirate House souvenir glasses, which are awesome. Yes. We actually got them. So, when we went, we actually went for lunch. But... But we couldn't pass them up, the souvenir glasses, and they, they came with a little rum drink in them. And right. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so we're calling this one Blackbeard's Revenge. Mm. And it's made with coconut rum, orange juice, pineapple juice, cranberry juice, and a squeeze of lime. Head over to our Instagram at spirited underscore spirit underscore podcast to find the recipe. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a, It's a good tropical drink to have when you're... Sitting and relaxing on the beach or by the pool. Yeah, like we were. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So let's get into our first story, shall we? All right, let's dive in. Yeah. Uh, You've likely heard of this pirate, but you may not know that his ghost continues to haunt the shores of North Carolina. Blackbeard, whose real name was Edward Teach, was one of the most feared pirates of the 18th century. This was likely due to the fact that he would tie fuses under his hat and light them on fire prior to capturing ships. His enemies said he had a demonic glow about his face as he approached their ships. He sailed from the Caribbean to the Carolinas, but his favorite anchorage was Oak Croak Inlet off the coast of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. When Virginia Governor Alexander Spotwood found out that Teach, Blackbeard, and his crew were living in North Carolina and parts of Virginia. He made a proclamation that all former pirates must make themselves known to authorities. They also must give up their weapons and not travel in groups larger than three. Governor Spotwood sent Lieutenant John Maynard to seek out the pirates and assassinate Blackbeard. And on November 22, 1718, He did just that. He captured Blackbeard and his crew and beheaded Blackbeard. Mm. Maynard allegedly threw Blackbeard's body overboard, but he hung his head from his ship, displaying it like a trophy of war. Legend says Blackbeard's ghost haunts the Okokrook Island, appearing as an eerie glow moving beneath the water. Some have even claimed to hear Blackbeard calling out for his head. Where's my head? Ooh, spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also that same year in 1718, the infamous Steed, I think that's how it's pronounced, or Stead? 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 Stead Bonnet. Stead Bonnet, okay. Or Bonnet. Bonnet. I don't know. Um, And his crew were executed in what is now White Point Garden in Charleston, South Carolina. Now, we were supposed to go and visit Charleston, but we didn't. It was a little bit further away from where we were staying, so we ended up hitting Savannah instead, which I was right. excited about because of our last episode. Right. But anyway, um, he was executed along with his crew in White Point Garden, Charleston, South Carolina. Bonnet had previously worked with Blackbeard. 
ceding his ship's command to Blackbeard for a period of time, but they parted ways in December of 1717. Now, in September of 1718, so almost a year later, Colonel William Rhett, backed by South Carolina's governor, Robert Johnson, led a naval expedition to hunt down pirates. So this was a common practice, I guess, back in that time. They were hunting down pirates. Rhett found Bonnet and his crew, and they battled. But ultimately, the pirates were outnumbered and had to surrender. Bonnet escaped arrest in October, but was recaptured on Sullivan's Island. A trial was held, and he was sentenced to death. Bonnet was hanged on December 10th, 1718. Now, legend says Bonnet and his men still haunt the location where they were executed, which is a 5.7-acre park now located at the tip of the peninsula in Charleston, which is White Point Garden in Charleston. People have claimed to see bodies hanging from the trees in the park. That's a little creepy. Yeah. Can you imagine? I I can't because I would. What would you do? What would you do if you saw a body hanging from a tree? I would second guess myself. Like I'd be like, I think I'm going crazy. Right. Yeah. Especially if it was like the middle of the day. I mean, maybe it. Yeah. Do, do people see things like that in the middle of the day? I don't know. I feel like things like that, I've always said, whenever someone reports saying it's always, sit, it's always at, night. at night. Yeah, I know. Because I think it'd be kind of, I don't know, it'd be kind of, I mean, it'd be odd to see in the daytime too. But if you're just like walking around the park at like on your lunch hour and you see a body <laughs> hanging instead of like, I was at the park in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, I don't so, think, I mean, I don't know. Which is scarier though. I guess it'd be scarier. Scary at night. You think so? Yeah. I don't. I'm kind of second guess. Like I think it'd be, it would be scary. in the dark. In the dark, it would be scary, but you'd almost see it, and you'd kind of second guess yourself. In the day, if you see a body hanging, from I would a tree, probably second guess myself in the light more than I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so there's also a story of the Flying Dutchman, Ooh, okay. and that's a ghost ship that brings bad luck to those who encounter it. So legend says that the ship's crew was never able to make port due to bad weather. So they are doomed to sail the seven seas for all eternity. There have been reports of sightings as early as the 18th century all the way to the 20th century. Hmm. People claim the ship glows with a ghostly light. One of the most notable sightings was that of Prince George of Wales, who later became King George V. In 1881, when he was 16 years old, he was on a three-year voyage with his brother Prince Albert Victor of Wales. And here's what he wrote in his log on July 11th, 1881. At 4 a.m., the Flying Dutchman crossed our bows, a strange red light as of a phantom ship all aglow, in the midst of which light the masts, spars, and sails of a brig 200 yards distant stood out in strong relief as she came up on the port bow, where also the officer of the watch from the bridge clearly saw her, as did the quarterdeck midshipman, who was sent forward at once to the forecastle. But on arriving, there was no vestige, nor any sign what, whatever of any material ship was to be seen either near or right away to the horizon, night being clear in the sea calm. Thirteen persons altogether saw her, 
at 10.45 a.m., the ordinary seaman who had this morning reported the Flying Dutchman fell from the four top mast cross trees onto the top gallon forecastle and was smashed to mm. atoms. So the man who spotted the Flying Dutchman fell to his death several hours later. Yes. Yeesh. So that kind of goes back to they bring bad, it brings bad luck to whoever, whoever yeah. sees it mm-hmm. and then encounters it. Scary. Yeah. So that story of the Flying Dutchman has actually been pop, like, popularized in, in poems and short stories, music, and, and theater. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I know I've heard of the Flying Dutchman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was some inspiration of that in the um, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, right? Right, like the Black Pearl and how it's like a ghost ship. Yeah. And, you know, and stuff like that. So Interesting. I'm sure that, you know, any any pirate with a ghost ship in it <laughs> is probably going to have some type of through line to the Flying Dutchman. Yeah, certainly. Well, real quick, I, another Charleston pirate ghost story I did want to mention. Um, in my research, I found that there is a pirate ghost of 37 Meeting Street. So 37 Meeting Street is a gray Georgian mansion located in downtown Charleston. And for hundreds of years, stories have persisted of buried pirate treasure within the home or on the property. But it was it's never been found. But people say the spirit of the pirate who buried that treasure still haunts the mansion to this day, keeping guard over his bounty. Residents have claimed that jewelry has gone missing and they blame the pillaging spirit. Well, hold on a second. Why is he taking their shit? I don't know. <laughs> well, because I guess he feels like it's part mine, of his treasure. And this is also mine. Yeah, so he, I mean, that's what pirates do, right? They right, don't care. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so the historic Seabrook Wilson House, also known as the Spy House, located mm. in the town of Port Monmouth in New Jersey, is haunted by 20 spirits, including a pirate who kidnapped a French family and held them for ransom. When he got tired of waiting for the ransom to be paid, he decided to kill the family. Mm. The pirate Captain Morgan and his first mate are said to walk the halls of the spy house. The captain is mouthy, apparently. Mm-mm. So he's known to spew curse words, I guess. Mm. And people have also reported seeing ghostly apparitions of the family he killed. Oh, that's, that's sad. It also kind of, well, and so all these stories kind of have me... Wanting to watch John Carpenter's The Fog That is now. such a good movie. Well, the original. The original one. The remake is terrible. Yeah, well... Talk about, like, another, like, the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That movie is filled with just fantastic atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously, it's like, The Fog, so it's foggy. But... Get the fog, yeah. so it's foggy. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, well, what else do you expect out of a movie called I The Fog? I get what you mean, because the atmosphere is right. foggy. But it sets up this good... Um, this tension of you just never know what's in the fog until the end. Yeah, you kind of see a sha- you shadowy see a sh- presence kind of lingering in the fog. Right, and like you see people like, you see hands come out of the fog and knives and, and Yeah, spoiler like alert if you haven't seen it, it has pirate vibes, like pirate ghosts, right? Yeah, are they like, ghosts. Well, are they actually pirates? Yeah. Or they're just the ghosts of people who were killed and their, their treasure, their ghosts. money was taken. I don't know if they were fully pirates, but they uh. were... That they were killed, right? 
And then they, the town founders took the money okay. and used that to build the town with or something. That was Pyrgos. I don't know. I think maybe the um, the original is more Pyrgos, maybe. And then the there was the you're remake. You're talking about the it's, remake. I don't remember anything about. There's like a reincarnation piece to it, too. It's interesting. No, I think I think it's Pirates. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> I just remember there was the girl. Um, anyway. Okay, so tonight's episode is a little short, um, but we were We just got back from vacation. Just got back from <laughs> vacation, and um, this week has been kind of crazy with work stuff, and we're getting some repairs done to our home, so um, <laughs> this week has just been a little nuts, but... We promise that in the next few episodes, we will be able to put a little bit more time and energy into and make them a little bit longer. And we hope that you will continue to listen to us and um, reach out if you have ever seen a pirate ghost. If you have, that's really cool. We want to hear about it. If there's a story you think we should have covered on the podcast, whether it's a pirate ghost or any other type of spirit, we'd love to hear your stories. So please send them to us. Um, email us at contactspiritedspirits at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Spirited Spirits. And as Drew said earlier in the episode, you can join us on Instagram at Spirited underscore Spirits underscore podcast. Comment on the photos we share. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and also just remember to rate and review us if you haven't already done so. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your people you don't like. Um, but the, <laughs> tell people they don't like. Tell, tell your people they tell your coworkers. Tell tell your barista. You oh the barista God. about this podcast. I did tell our repair guy to listen. You to did. Our podcast. It was really awkward too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, thanks for coming over. He hey. was nice. He was nice. But why would you? I don't know. I don't know. We're anyway, trying to get another follower. Right. So, um, yeah, thanks for, I know, again, she said, you know, this is kind of a short episode this week. Um, but we'll definitely have, we have some other topic topics in the wings mm-hmm. that are going to be a little bit longer. Require a little bit more research a and time bit more and research. energy. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for listening, and we hope that you can join us every week as we talk about spirits while we're sipping on spirits. Bye.